But anyway, they evacuate the keys, and everybody leaves except for one guy who's going to stay there and tie himself to a tree on the beach to prove a point. And the point was, he said that at 53 years of age, he was in good enough physical condition to withstand the wind and the rain from a Force 3 hurricane. All right. <laughs> Let me explain something to you. It isn't that the wind is blowing. It's what the wind is blowing. <laughs> if you get hit with a Volvo, <laughs> it doesn't really matter how many sit-ups you did that morning. After midnight, we're going to let it all hang out. After midnight, we're going to chill and shine. Here we go! <laughs> it is when you do a show like mine that you realize sometimes how much inspiration can come from just the most insignificant little thing. A little bit like when you buy a car. Suddenly you feel like everybody had that car. You never noticed that before, but you see them everywhere. It, not everybody has it, but you just notice them a lot more when you have that car. Same thing with songs. Many, many episodes ago, I did one about weather. I had 10 songs to choose. And to be honest, I had to choose from about 50 songs. I realized that many of those were about the wind. I'm not kidding. I had so many, I could easily do a 10-song episode, one hour long, just with wind songs. I do understand it, though. Somehow. Even though two years ago a tornado came just one flying cow away from hitting my house, I do find some romantic mysticism to the wind. I used to have a motorcycle years and years ago. I sold it when I bought a house, and we decided to have kids. The thing I liked the most, one of the greatest feelings I've ever had, in my life was riding a motorcycle at night on a summer night when the wind is warm. There's no feeling like it. And anybody who rode a bike just closed their eyes and felt that wind on their face. You know it, you do it. If you've never felt that, you are missing on one of the great things of life. Back to the subject. <laughs> Welcome after midnight. My name is Anthony from Montreal, Canada. I am a night shift worker, have been for the last 16 years, and I spend my days taking care of my two autistic kids. That leaves me with no social life, no friends, no activity for myself. So I decided to keep my sanity by forcing myself to do one thing, one hobby. This one. Each week, I play five songs related to one specific topic. I've been told recently that apparently it's quite a challenging <laughs> thing to do to find five songs. But to me, it's easy. I just browse my, my database and that's it. Five songs about one specific topic. This week, the topic is the win. Let's Blow away for the first two songs. Enjoy. Yeah. 
my heart and soul And she loves me tenderly Now my story can be told Just how good she is to me Yeah, she treats me like she loves me And she never makes me cry I'm gonna stick with her till the day I die She's not like you, baby, she would never the album Freak Out, released in 1966. Rolling Stone magazine listed it among their 500 greatest albums of all time. Just can't remember which number it was, but it's in there. It is one of the earliest examples in rock music of a concept album and of a double album for rock music that was kind of new. They were pretty much at the forefront of that, and they also influence really strongly what became known as the freak scene in Los Angeles. It was the post-hippie pre-punk rock trend. Everything that sat in between, a kind of experimental vibe that sat between these two great movements, it was known as the freak scene over there, and they were at the forefront of it. The band is Mothers of Invention, known to fans as the first band fronted by Frank Zappa. He uh, joined the band when they were more rhythm and blues-like, and he took them in a different direction, more experimental, more freak, quote-unquote, if you can say so. His album, his concept for this album was a satire of American pop culture. And you can hear that in that song. It sounds like a cute little doo-wop song from the early 60s. And you can feel in his voice the, the, the sarcasm with which he sings that song. That is Frank Zappa in a nutshell, at least when he was with Mothers of Invention. But I think Frank Zappa remains Zappa until he died, if you ask me. <laughs> Before that, another one who's pretty experimental with his stuff, Tom Waits. I think it's the fifth or sixth time I play Tom Waits on my show. This is from his 1970, sorry, 1987 album, gone. 1987 album called Frank's Wild Years. It's actually a soundtrack, well, a soundtrack. It's an operetta, basically. He wrote a soundtrack to his stage play, 
That started uh, in Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, in 1986, but then he released the album in 1987. There was a consensus of critics, of music reviewers and critics that year, who determined that this album was the fifth best album of 1987. Now, I can feel the eye roll. 1987, fifth album, what the hell? Bear in mind, 1987 was one of the biggest years of that decade for music. Listen to that. In 1987 only, U2's The Joshua Tree, In Excess Kick, Michael Jackson's Bad, The Page Mode's Music for the Masses, Stings Nothing Like the Sun, George Michael's Fate, Guns N' Roses' Appetite for Destruction, Def Leppard's Hysteria, Bruce Springsteen, The Smiths, Susan Vega, Melon Camp, 10,000 Maniacs, Midnight Oil, Terrence Trent Darby, Ice-T, Public Enemy, The Cure, Warren Zevon, R.E.M., The Cult, Love and Rocket, Sonic Youth, George Harrison. It was a massive year for music. And among all of that, critics have said that Tom Waits' Frank's Wild Years was the fifth best album among all that that I just named. Makes you want to go back and listen to that song again and pause the podcast. Yeah, don't do that. Coming up next, a band that I really, really like because A, they're Canadian, and B, I like their name. I just really like their name. They're called simply Metric. I don't know if it was a dig or a slap at the only three countries on the planet who haven't yet adopted the metric system. I'm not pointing any fingers here. I'm just saying everybody adopted it except those three. And you don't want to find yourself on a list alongside Burma and Liberia. That's all I'm going to say to country number three. The song is called Grow Up and Blow Away from their debut album of the same name in 2001. It's really a fantastic album. If you have a chance, look it up online. You will not regret it. This is what I call, what I call, alternative music. In the 90s, we used that word for just noisy music. <laughs> Sorry to say that, but this is truly an alternative to everything else you hear on the radio. It's a bit of everything and yet different from anything. I love it. Enjoy. Grow up and blow away. Cross her heart, he wants to stay. 
that the fiddle would play was oh the dreadful wind and not that I have an affinity for country music. I've said before on a podcast, Bossy, that I don't. But I do have a soft spot for Jillian Welsh, whom I played before and I will again. And I do have a soft spot for this type of music, the inspiration behind that song. It is from the soundtrack to a movie came out in 2001 called Songcatcher. The movie itself isn't really consequential. It's a nice little movie, good cast. But it's the story and what's inside the movie. It is about two sisters like the song says, who in the Appalachian Mountains find a treasure trove of old Irish ballad, traditional folk songs that everybody has forgotten about from decades and centuries ago. The movie itself features songs that are inspired by these tales, by these ballads, adaptation of these old folk songs that nobody ever sings anymore. A little bit like Whole Brother Where Are Thou, which came out pretty much at the same time. It brought back a style of music from the early 20th century that everybody had forgot about for decades. This soundtrack, like the one for Old Brother Where Her Dow, led to a second album of music, not from the movie, but inspired by everything you hear in the movie, all the music style that we rediscovered when we watched the movie. It is pretty fantastic. If you have a chance to look it up, it's called Songcatcher 2001. And it is it for me today. Thank you so much for being with me this week. My apologies for the lack of podcast posse. I am an night shift worker. It's really hard for me to be able to find time during the day or even evening or even weekends to be able to do something quote-unquote normal. So when I record at 3 a.m., I can't really ask my collaborators to wake up and do a half-hour or 45 minutes recording session with me. Again, my apologies. Hopefully, we will find something else to do together in the coming months, whether it's here or elsewhere, I'm pretty sure it's going to be awesome. <laughs> I am leaving you once again with one final song. This one I especially cherish. I always tell you this is one of my favorite songs. This one, it's really up there. It reminds me of what I said in the beginning when I talk about motorcycles and feeling the warm wind in your face. This song embodies that feeling for me. So I'm begging you to listen to it the way that I do. Lean back, close your eyes, let the song pour through you. Wishing you a very good week. Please enjoy Rod Stewart, Mandolin Wind. Die.
and feel your love Through the coldest winter in almost 14 years I couldn't believe you kept a smile Now I can rest assured Knowing that we've seen the worst And I know I
podcast listener, Ditchy the Hamster here to let you know that there's no I in team, but there is one in iTunes. So use your eyeballs, go there, and leave an I review. No, it doesn't work. Do it anyway!